2: Well, here it is. It's finally come. It's the national semifinals, Alabama-Michigan up first in the Rose Bowl, heading uh, to the Sugar Bowl, Washington and Texas, that will decide the two participants in the College Football National Championship. So, Happy New Year to everyone. We have broken down the game from every angle here on LandryFootball.com and right here on the Landry Football Podcast Network. We're going to talk. A little bit about the keys to both games and get you ready for kickoff reminder though you don't need to miss any of our football content <coughs> pardon me on landryfootball.com and make sure that you subscribe to the holiday Saving special that'll get you the best information on college football nfl analysis from a playing coaching scouting front office perspective we got Pardon me, we got you covered. So check out LandryFootball.com today. Again, take advantage of our holiday savings special. Try it out for a month, try it out for six months. But our football uh, holiday savings special is the best deal that we've got going. Um, The keys to the game are basically a summation of things that we think are pivotal. It's not new information necessarily. As we've broken down these games, we've told you a number of these things. But this is kind of focal points. First of all, for Michigan versus Alabama, um, J.J. McCarthy was outstanding early in the season. He hasn't looked the same. Not playing with the same confidence. Hesitant, Hesitant. Not as decisive as he was earlier. You know he had the nagging injury initially in the Penn State game. How healthy is he? He's going to need to make plays with his feet to win, because you can't win running strictly downhill on Alabama. Michigan's offense is not dynamic, not, not dynamic enough at the skill position. If Michigan can stop the run, if Alabama can stop Michigan's run, Michigan has no chance. If he's healthy, they're going to let him run more and force Alabama's defense to defend eleven. That's what they need to do. Michigan's offensive line, not as good as last year's. They're not moving you off the ball like you think. Indiana stuffed them. Maryland had their way with them. I think Alabama's going to give them a lot of trouble up front. Let's watch that matchup. Michigan run game is solid, but it'll need more from its passing game, which is still its biggest offensive weakness. Donovan Edwards, versatility, gives them more punch to the passing attack. That lacks big game, big-time threats at receiver. The receiving core is the weakest position group for Michigan. Roman Wilson is the only one to worry about. How will he be able to get open? How will any of the Michigan receivers be able to get open against Alabama? That's going to be pivotal in this one. Michigan's defense has faced a quarterback who can run like Jalen Mirro The last real good running quarterback they faced with Max Duggan, uh, that didn't work very well in the semifinals last year. <clears throat> Alabama's Jalen Milrow
1: no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: It's going to be pivotal for Michigan. How do you defend them? How do you attack them? It's not the design runs, that which they don't run many of. They're taking more vertical shots, and their intermediate stuff is coming when they're looking to move Merrill out of the pocket and using the boot game. With him, it's look at one, then two, then he takes off. And that's when it's really scary. He's the fastest guy on their team. He's the toughest guy to tackle in college football right now. And I think Michigan's going to struggle tackle him, tackling him. They're going to have to find a way to get him to the ground. You're going to run a lot of spy. LSU did it. Didn't work. Georgia did it. Didn't work. <clears throat> a lot of problems. Alabama's offensive line. struggled in pass, bro, especially early in the season. Didn't control the line of scrimmage as well as they usually do. Then they dominated Georgia's defensive front. They're playing a lot better. Alabama's offense lacks usual play make, un, uh, the usual playmakers outside of quarterback. <clears throat> Alabama's, they lack the star receiver. Mill opened things up, though. None of the backs of receivers are scary, but none are slouches. Millro always looks for Burton, which is the closest thing to the playmaker at receiver. Um he's got a lot of confidence. He's a good route runner. Next thing is Alabama's defense. They don't have the same physicality on the defensive front that they used to, but they're still really good. Uh, It's not like you put on the tape and fear them. The defensive front hasn't been as consistent as past defenses. They're definitely not as good at linebacker, but they're exceptional on the back end. Uh, They have two of the top five corners in college football. How is Michigan going to score? You know, have to get open against Alabama. Who's getting open? Georgia could. Michigan's best hope is if it can sustain a running game. Auburn and Alabama, Auburn gave Alabama some problems, but it's a different type of running game. The insertion of the run game, so much different. It's a lot of movement. It's a lot of uh, read option. The, the Tigers would change the picture right before they snapped the ball. That made the Tigers, the Tigers linebackers, hesitance. Um, <clears throat> some plays with Auburn's gap scheme popped open. Texas and uh, gave Alabama some headaches, too. One thing Michigan must do, and I think Michigan's a big pre-snap movement team, that could cause some challenges for Alabama. It's going to need to. One thing Michigan must do is get into third and short. If they can do that, they'll have a shot. You can't let Nick Saban get you into third down packages or you're dead. For Michigan, if someone can hold up up front with them, they beat them, as I think they're too one-dimensional. They've got to get explosive plays on the perimeter somewhere, and those are going to be hard to come by. If Millro plays like he has lately, it's going to be too much for Michigan. There's just nobody like him in the Big Ten.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? ha! in my dentist's office.
2: Plus. for texas and washington for texas it's their defensive tackles that lead the way you can't run the ball on them because of their defensive tackles Devontre threat is 360 and can move if you spend two to block him he's going to beat a double team they have four defensive tackles and all can play <laughs> oklahoma state wanted to run the ball because that's what they're really good at they couldn't kansas state kept trying to run it because that's who they are And they're really good at it. They couldn't do it. Uh, Alabama couldn't do it. Uh, Texas's front seven is really talented and productive. I can't wait to see the matchup between Texas's defensive front and the Washington offensive line. I think Washington's line is good. I think it's more a pass protection unit, though, but they've got to hold up. I think you got to scheme them. You got to move Texas, get them tired. Go slow, they're really tough. I think. Washington will need to play fast and will play fast and that's how you wear them out. Texas is secondary. Look, the long ones will have issues on the back end, especially against an explosive Washington offense with Michael Penix, three stud wideouts. I'm not impressed with the Texas secondary. If you can protect up front, you can get yards against those guys. I think Malik Muhammad will be really good in time. But you know, Texas didn't really have to face a bunch of explosive passing attacks. Oklahoma was pretty good, and they it's the one game that they lost. Washington throws it downfield a lot better than Oklahoma does, and they've got a lot better receivers than Oklahoma does. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. Quinn Uris can make every throw. He's a bit overhyped. Uh, you watch him and you wonder at times what he's doing. He's a distributor. He doesn't put the ball in jeopardy. That's going to have to continue. But he's also going to need to take some vertical shots and have success. All the talk is about Washington's explosiveness on offense. But Texas has the playmakers. Their offense, they're great skill position players behind a great offensive line. They have a deep talent collection of receivers that, quite frankly, is clearly the second best behind Washington in the playoffs. Uh, Their offensive line's big and well coached. They want to pawn you in the run game, and that's what Sark wants to do. Sark has a great feel for how to attack coverages. He's very creative, especially in how he uses players. He's at best in breaking his own tendencies. His in-game adjustments are elite. Um, Washington has been king in close games. They're on a twenty-game win streak. They're ten and one in games decided by a touchdown. Nine and zero versus top twenty teams. The is were eleven and one all-time against ranked opponents. Washington's offense can score on anybody. That's where they're dangerous. They take a ton of shots shots downfield. They're well coached. do a good job with formations and protections. Uh, It's very difficult to effectively blitz them. They make it so difficult with the way they're positioning their receivers, tight ends, and running backs in a non-normal alignment. They shift all over the place pre-snap. If you're bringing pressure, they get to a look where they can block it up. They build those shot opportunities with all their shifts, the dummy hard counts. They get you on their heels because they're all you're always trying to adjust. Michael Penix is really impressive on how the ball comes out, and he's very underrated from an accuracy standpoint. He's got great touch. He gets it out fast. He's very accurate. Um, really, really good. Uh, this is the best and deepest wide receivers in the nation. In Dunze and Polk, they have two 1,000-yard receivers
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Jalen McMillan is outstanding. Um, the offensive line is incredibly athletic. It's the best pass blocking unit in the country. I don't think they've played a defensive front like they're about to see with Texas. The best front in the Pac-12 was UCLA and then maybe Oregon. But they're not what Texas and Michigan have or what Alabama has. I think Dylan Johnson has become the difference down the stretch for them. They're much more balanced. In the last month, he runs very hard. He's good balance. He's always moving forward, getting four and five yards a pop on first down. To me, he's becoming a difference for them. Um, The defense, it's not what it was the last time Washington made the playoffs. They don't have a Vita Vale or a Greg Gaines or a Buda Baker, but the ends are really good. They're physical. They're big. They get after you. The inside guys are just stout. If you want to take them on straight, they can lock on you. The tight ends, Chupataly and Bruner, are very solid. If you're looking for a weakness, it's the corners. If you can protect up front, you can beat their corners. They did allow uh, the most plays of 30 yards or more in the Pac-12. They overcome it, obviously, with their ability, <clears> to <throat> score points themselves. So Steve Sarkeesian, with a strong arm quarterback and the dangerous groups so of receivers, going to look to try to exploit this secondary, as Washington will do the same against um, Texas' secondary. I think Texas will present different problems for them that teams in the Pac-12 could not do. Uh, The two inside guys, Sweat and Murphy, are a lot better than any defensive tackles in the Pac-12. They'll be able to disrupt things for Washington's offense. A lot of their stuff is shots downfield. I think Sarkin, his receivers, can take advantage of a secondary that we didn't think was very good at all. It's all about Washington's offensive line versus this Texas defensive line and really in the passing game. Um, UW is one of the best, if not the best, pass blocking offensive lines in the country. Texas has been especially good at the run of late, holding two run-heavy offenses, Kansas State and Oklahoma State, to just 61 combined rushing yards. With almost a month to prepare for Washington, coaches expect Sark to be at his creative best. Um, I think that he's going to have a really good game plan. I think this game is much more competitive and much more balanced. I can see both teams winning it more than I can Alabama-Michigan, but it should be a great one and potentially an explosive one that's going to maybe set off fireworks on New Year's night. Folks, enjoy the games. Hope that gives you some real keys to the games and what it's all about. Uh, Make sure that you check out LandryFootball.com for a more detailed breakdown and analysis Of these games, as well as everything around college football and the NFL, we got you covered from a playing, coaching, scouting, and front office perspective. You can try it out for a month. You can try it out for six months. But our holiday savings scale that is on will give you 12 months. It'll get you the rest of the football season. but also get you, at a better rate, uh, everything, all year round, 12 months a year. Scouting season, college football, NFL uh, we got you covered. Also a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Always great to be with you. Enjoy the games. Talk to you next time.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?